0: Hi. Welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. I'm Brooke Ritchie Babbage, social justice lawyer turned nonprofit founder and leader of a seven-figure nonprofit. I've spent the past 20 years immersed in social impact work, and I've worn so many hats. I've worked as a leader, a board member, a coach, and a strategist. I've ridden the highs of changing lives in communities, and I have weathered the many storms that go along with doing social change work. And through it all, I've learned an important lesson. There is a method to the madness of leading social impact work. I created the Nonprofit Mastermind to share that method, to pull back the curtain on the actual strategies and mindset behind launching, growing, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. Ultimately, we do this work to make the world a more beautiful, equitable, and just place. And I want to help you do that. If you're a passionate, committed leader who's looking to build and lead an institution that has real and lasting impact, you're in the right place. Let's get started. So I'm really excited about this episode because this is something I've been thinking and talking a lot about recently. It's thought leadership. So I know so often when we hear the term thought leadership, our mind goes fuzzy. The term is wonky and jargony and opaque and no one really ever says what it means or how to do it. They're just like, she's such a great thought leader or we should really do some thought leadership work. Um, But what does that really even mean? The thing is that having a strong thought leadership strategy is actually a critical aspect of growing and sustaining your organization's budget and impact. And I believe this so strongly that I am doing a two-parter, a two-part mini-series this week and next week all about thought leadership. Today, I'm going to dive into the framework that I teach in my accelerator, understanding why it's important to integrate thought leadership into your strategic work and talking about exactly how having a robust thought leadership plan can move your work forward in concrete ways. In next week's episode, we'll get into the structure and components of an effective thought leadership plan. So why think about this at all? Every organization needs to move people to action in order to achieve its mission. You have to move people to donate, to volunteer their time and expertise as board members and advisors, to partner with you, to get the work of your mission done, to participate in your programs. Achieving every mission is always rooted in inspiring and motivating people to take certain actions. Thought leadership is about leveraging the power of your existing expertise and ideas to do this, to join the conversations that are happening between your donors, your funders, your prospects, your strategic partners in their ecosystems, in their own minds, and to move them to take whatever action they need to take in order to move your mission forward. So. In all transparency, it is a long-term strategy. It does require an investment of planning and time, and it's not like a fundraising campaign that can turn, sort of, you know, turn around in a really short period of time. But if you think about effective thought leadership this way, like a flywheel, then it makes a little more sense. You put energy in to get it started, and once it gets going, It translates into a massive expansion of your capacity, supporter cultivation and resources. I think this is especially true for smaller and medium sized nonprofits where thought leadership can be one of the most effective and least expensive ways to shift from being um, an a hunter to a gatherer to shift to attracting funding and support and attention rather than needing to always go out and find it. You can influence decision-making by key funders and strategic partners, attract strong board members and community partners. You can activate ambassadors to be out in the world asking on your behalf and moving supporters to take action on behalf of issues that you care about, like signing a petition or voting or showing up for events and community actions. So I've been doing some thinking and work around how to actually make building a thought leadership plan accessible and concrete. And I'm sharing some of the key aspects of that work um, and training that I do inside of my accelerator here. So there are three concrete ways that thought leadership can move the work of your organization forward. Cultivation, increasing the fundraising return on investment on your expenditure of time and effort, and leveraging internal capacity for greater impact. And I'm going to walk through each of these one at a time. Let's start with cultivation because that's so central to everything we do in an organization, whether we're talking about cultivating funders or donors or board members or volunteers, there's always a process of making sure that the people whom you need in order to achieve your mission, know about you, understand and feel affinity for what you do and trust your mission and your work. Effective thought leadership does all of this. First, people have to know about you before they can build a relationship with you, before you can cultivate them. So when we talk about building awareness as a potential objective for thought leadership, and a lot of times when we hear about thought leadership, We hear about building awareness as one of the reasons to do it, building awareness of our mission, building awareness of our work. It's really important to understand that this isn't just some abstract objective. It's about making sure people know you, know about you. It's because knowing about you is the critical first step in being able to move people through your donor or engagement funnel. Thought leadership, when it's done effectively, builds awareness of and educates people about your issue or your cause, what makes it important, why it's important, how they can participate in the conversation or solution. It sets the temperature of the water that everybody's swimming in, which then means when they come across your website or hear about your organization, they are already swimming in water That is calibrated to make them receptive, right? They understand why the issues that you're working on are super important. So now, when they get to know you, you don't have as much work to do to convince them to pay attention to your issue. You're doing far less work on an organization basis, on a one to one basis, if the water that they're swimming in or the air that they're breathing is doing some of that work for you. Second, thought leadership builds people's understanding of and affinity for your mission. As they hear your stories and they gain perspective from your insights, they get to know what you're really about. They get to understand not just what your mission is, but why it's so important, what your theory of change is. And that is where affinity comes from. People give from a place of shared affinity. Your organization is helping them do or achieve or create some change in the world that they care very passionately about. That's what I mean by affinity. And so what thought leadership can do is demonstrate to people that they have a shared affinity with your organization. And that makes it much easier to move them to take action with you or on your behalf. The way people get to the point where they understand and recognize a shared affinity is by coming in contact with your organization, with your thoughts, with your ideas and your stories and your information. Finally, effective thought leadership builds people's trust by demonstrating and being explicit about your expertise. In order for people to donate or join your board or invest their time at all, They must believe that you can actually have an impact, that they're investing in something that's going to result in some change in the world that they want to see. So showing your expertise on your issue says to the world, we know how to influence and impact this issue. So those are the ways that effective thought leadership can serve the purpose of cultivating people without you having to throw a cultivation event, for example. The second core way in which thought leadership moves your work forward is by increasing the return on investment on your network expansion and resource generation efforts. It shifts you from hunting to gathering, and I'll say more about what I mean by this. When you're engaging in effective thought leadership, you're getting noticed. You're in the water, as I mentioned, that folks are swimming in. Funders, partners, potential board members if you do advocacy work, legislators, they're all willing to meet and engage in dialogue with you and your team because they are more familiar with what you're doing. This opens the doors to new partnerships, to visibility and to greater influence with less work on your part. You have people noticing you without you having to reach out and be noticed. Which means you are in a position to receive their attention and not have to, on a one-on-one basis, seek it out. That's gathering, attracting resources rather than having to go out and try to set up meetings and send introductory letters to every single person in your network you find that you start to be invited to join decision-making tables invited to have coffee with potential funders to be in conversation with and advise decision makers and key stakeholders on issues that you care about and that's really powerful when it comes to allocating your time and resources that's less time less staff time less money that you are spending going out in search of potential advisors, potential partners, people that you are trying to influence to move your mission forward in a particular way. You are being noticed, and therefore more people start to reach out to you. You are attracting and gathering rather than hunting when you do thought leadership effectively. Now, finally, investing in thought leadership is an important way to get more mileage out of your existing capacity. When we talk about nonprofit capacity building, we typically are referring to ways we can strengthen our organizations and our leaders and our internal systems so that we can make a stronger impact on our clients and communities. We are usually looking at things like board development, human resource development, financial management, program management, and all of those are extremely important sources of internal capacity. So building those Sources of internal capacity is really important in moving work forward. What's really interesting about thought leadership is that it's actually about leveraging existing capacity to have more impact. You can get double impact from things like your evaluation data, conversations you have with clients and constituents, collaborations, discoveries that you make by attending your programming from your years of experience of observation and what you've learned doing the work that you're doing. In addition to being able to use this information for programmatic impact, you can actually take what really are existing assets, informational assets, and use them in new ways to build relationships with board members, to equip them to be ambassadors and askers on your behalf, to bring in new advisors and supporters, to expand your community of constituents and partners. You can take all of this information, these insights, these thoughts and ideas that you already have, and double their impact by using them to expand your network and expand your access to resources. So it's the same amount of effort to get the evaluation data, but you've doubled your reach or your mileage using that data, for example. So that's the overview of sort of the thought leadership framework that I walk through in my work, cultivation, gathering versus hunting and leveraging an expansion of capacity. Next week, as I said, I'm going to talk about the structuring components of an effective thought leadership plan and we'll build on what we talked about today. I hope this was interesting and I hope you have a great week. I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think what we talk about here, the trainings and the guests and the conversations could benefit another leader in your life, I'd love if you would leave a review and share with your friends. If you want to take the next step and begin to put into practice what we talk about on this podcast i've created a toolkit where i collect and share downloads from many of our conversations it's got templates worksheets and references to help you execute on what we talk about here on the mastermind there's lots of great stuff and i add to it almost every week you can download it at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit I also want to share another free resource for leaders of growing nonprofits. It's a free training. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. The four questions you need to ask to know if your nonprofit is really ready to scale. Growing an organization doesn't happen by accident, as we all know. You have to take the right strategic steps at the right time to avoid overwhelm and burnout and that horrible feeling that so many of us have had as you watch the work of your organization outstrip capacity and sometimes even funding. It's almost impossible to reverse engineer good growth. And by that, I mean growth that can be sustained over time just by looking at what you think you see in other organizations. So in this free training, I help cut through all the noise and I identify the four simple questions that, if you really engage with them and think about them, will tell you when you're ready to grow, without frenzy, without overwhelm, and with the confidence that you're making the right moves for your organization. You can access the training at richiebabbage.com backslash ready to scale. If you'd like more leadership resources and strategies in your life, sign up for my weekly newsletter, Leadership Forward 321. Each week, I curate and share three articles, two resources, and a quote on a theme. You can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash leadershipforward321. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.